Preachers and those in ministry uh, know the Billy Graham rule. Billy Graham rule was kind of famous, something that he said he would never be alone with a woman uh, for any reason. I mean, on on the elevator or going to dinner or anything like that. And for a long time, people honored that that walk. Well, would it be sinful? I mean, if you get on the elevator and there's a woman there and you walk in, I mean, does anything sinful happen there? No. But but it was Mr. Graham's assertion that there was a potential hindrance there. Not necessarily to her, but maybe to him or maybe to onlookers. Mike Pence kind of is a more recent example of that. He got raked over the coals because he said he would... He would not go to dinner with any woman that wasn't his wife. And, of course, our world can't understand that. But if you're a follower of Jesus and you're running the race, you understand there are two things that will trip you up. One is the sin that easily entangles. We understand that. The Bible's pretty clear on the things that are sinful. And it encourages us to flee from the very appearance of evil. But there are, are these other things as well that are things that are going to weigh us down and hinder us and may not necessarily be sinful, but keep us from running the race that we could be running. So so think about, as you get into race gear, to get rid of, of every kind of weight that slows you down and and take seriously the race that you're running. The, the second is... Uh, the regular training. If you're following along, First Timothy 4, 7 and 8, Paul gave Timothy these words of counsel and wisdom. He says at the end of verse 7, train yourself to be godly. That's interesting. I always thought godliness was sort of just an attribute that you earned, a quality of character that came over time. Well, it does and it doesn't. It, it, it comes as a result of intentionality over time. When, when you can try to think in your mind of the most holy person that you know, the most righteous, God-fearing person that you can think of, uh, they didn't get that way instantaneously. It was a result of a number of decisions made intentionally over time. They had to train themselves to be godly. Uh, those little decisions do not show instantaneous results. But if you do it purposefully and intensely over a long enough period of time, you will see the results. Most runners are in pretty good shape. (laughs) But that didn't happen the very first time they ran. Uh, For physical training, verse 8, is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Now, I suppose it's important for us to live healthy lives. I don't suppose. I know that's true. Physically, to pay attention to what you eat and exercise and drink your water and get your rest. Simple things like that. Those are important things to do. But Paul goes on from taking something that we understand to moving to the next level. He says, physical training has a little value. But godliness and godly training has value in this world and in the world to come. And so, when you think about things like your prayer life and 
reading your Bible and worshiping with the church and being with other Christians and, and putting good things, things that are pure and righteous and holy, into your mind. All of that's part of the training. And just like the physical training, you don't see results instantaneously, but you see results over time. For new Christians, this can be incredibly discouraging, by the way. If you've just started running the race and you seem like you're stumbling and tripping and almost going out of the, the, your lane, um, and you see these other people running who are, they just seem flawless. Well, they didn't start out that way. They made an intentional decision for godly training. And so, uh, for us, it starts with that training. Number one, put on the right race gear. Number two, uh, be about the business of training yourself to be godly. The good news is it's never been easier to do that. The bad news is because it's so easy. I mean, I even think about how many Bible apps I have on my phone, how many tools I have for reading and studying the Bible, how many Bible reading plans I have access to, how much YouTube information. By the way, walk carefully in the path of YouTube, okay? Not everything taught by a guy with a Bible is true, But it's so easy that sometimes we, because it's so easy, we don't do it like we should. Because we don't value it. Number two, competing well requires a a level of commitment. He says, uh, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us run with perseverance. Perseverance is this quality that... Hard to come by in our world of instant satisfaction. We don't like to persevere through much these days, but the Christian is called to run with perseverance. Jesus said in Luke 9.23, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves, which, by the way, that's painful. Okay? You, you, you understand, if you've ever done a diet of any type, that there's some degree of pain in denying your flesh. Then he said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross, which is an allusion to basically killing off the old self daily. And he's not saying literally kill yourself. He's saying kill off the old self. It means you've got to make a decision. The word decide means literally to cut off. And so we make decisions on a daily basis that are in line with where we're going reading this book, looking at what I'm looking at on social media, paying attention to the television, watching a movie, hanging out with people. In in those decisions, you're deciding where you're going. Jesus said, "If if you want to follow me, it's a continual, constant, daily decision saying no to yourself and saying yes to me. That's what following him is all about. And so that's, the, that's running with perseverance is this daily decision to follow Jesus and to flee from yourself. <laughs> I've alluded to it before, but uh, I don't know why this illustration is coming up recently. But <laughs> you remember the, the movie uh, Forrest Gump and where he's a great runner. And he starts out by having braces on his legs can hardly walk, let alone run. And then there's that famous scene when he is escaping from the bullies and he runs and Jenny's yelling at him and run, Forrest, run. And 
That launches this storyline that Forrest is a runner. And, of course, later in the movie, he's going to run all the way across the country and back and forth and everything. But getting from just getting out of braces to running mega ultra marathons, levels of running, doesn't happen overnight. You, you get in mind that Forrest was a runner and that he practiced that. Even though he was good at it, he still practiced it. We should be as diligent and perseverant in our daily walk and run with Jesus. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. Paul writes to a church struggling with their race with Jesus. And he uses this analogy again, of course, is one that they would have certainly understood in that culture. Do you not know that in a race all runners run? I'm sorry, verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 24 is where I'm starting. Do you not know in a race that all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? Run that you may obtain it. Now, we've got to be careful here because what Paul's not saying is that all Christians are racing against each other and the best of us is going to win. That's not what you read into it. He's saying here, in a runner, there's all sorts of, of, of athletes, and they've all trained, and they've all got the race gear on. And, and the reason that one guy wins out of all of those is because he was running to win. He was focused on the goal. He was present from, the, from training through the, being at the, the, at the start, all the way through to hitting the wall, to you know, the hard points, the, 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 the exciting parts, the boring parts, the wall, till finally he sees the finish line inside. And he is running to win. Those of you who run cross-country or track, you understand that. Uh, there's a difference in running and running to win. Uh, we have the river run here in Wichita. I don't know if it's a, I don't remember if it's, 5K, 10K, or marathon, but in any case, there's different levels of runners. There's the casual runner who's, who's done a few 5Ks and is going to run a portion of it. But then there's the serious runner, you know, some guy and his, you know, just by his gear, you can tell he's, he's from Uganda. He stands about eight foot tall and, you know, he's running to win. He is running to win. This is not a casual thing. He's very serious about the race. That's what Paul's saying. We had to run to win. We had to run like we're serious about it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wealth, a wreath rather, but we an imperishable. So, verse 26, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body, I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. This is the Apostle Paul we're talking about. And he is saying to them, even I can get distracted. Even I can get disqualified. So may we all... Run with seriousness that running to win involves. It's a mindset of determination. I think that's what the writer says or means when he writes, let us run with perseverance. 
this quality of not giving up, this quality of finishing strong, this quality of I'm getting it done no matter what. Heaven or bust, as you might say. And, and this mindset Paul kept right up to the end. Second Timothy 4.7, he wrote, I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That's running to win. That's running to, with perseverance. And so, competing well requires proper training. It requires faithful commitment. And it requires a focus in our vision. That's the last verse. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its chain, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's very simple. When you lose your way, when you get distracted, when you're tempted to quit... When, when, when the world seems overwhelming to you when, you, when you get lost in a sense of malaise and you seem to have lost your purpose, when you are tempted to stop running and you, you stop in the middle of the raceway and you start looking backwards, in these moments when you're tempted to quit, put your focus back on the one who didn't. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eye on his life. Keep your eyes on how he died. Keep your eyes on the fact that he was resurrected. Keep your eyes on the fact that he calls you to run and not give up and to finish well. When you lose your way, Put your focus back on the way. So, what do we conclude from all this? Well, number one, the only way to win is to run, and the only way to run is to enter the race. You cannot compete by your own achievements. You must enter through Jesus. Second, you must run to finish. That involves proper training and a faithful commitment and a determined mind that is going to run to persevere. And finally, you are called to finish strong. Fight the good fight. Keep running the race. And keep the faith. Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful to receive instruction from your word. We are grateful for its application We are grateful for the way it pierces our hearts and our emotions and our muddled thinking and cuts right to where we need to be. Lord, many of us here tonight, some watching online, uh, that are at various points in their race, I pray for them that all of us might continue to fight the good fight, that we might run with perseverance and run to finish the race. Lord, we confess to you there are times when we easily get distracted on things of the world, and we get distracted on ourselves, 
And in those times, Lord, gently, through your Holy Spirit, turn our eyes and turn our hearts back to your Son. His life, his death, his example, and his victory that only comes through him. Father, we pray for those who've fallen away, for those who have chosen not to keep running. If you can use us to restore them and to encourage them in any way, we want to be a part of that. And Lord, we pray for those who've not yet entered the race, that we might be diligent about encouraging them to put on the race attire and to run the best race they'll ever run. We thank you mostly for your son. And it's because of him and through him that we offer this prayer. Amen.